McBride, a podcast that will help you know, enjoy Christ each day. Hey there, people. Welcome to Passion Tape, but I thought of the name. Amen. Blessings to you all. This is Pastor John McBride, the hostess with the mostest. All right. Sure. Okay, sorry. So everybody that's listening, welcome to Pastor's Table. I'm Pastor James Sugar. We got Chad, Pastor John McBride with us and Pastor Jeffrey Coling mm-hmm. with us tonight. So we're gonna be talking about pressing forward, y'all, making progress, stepping Amen. out. That's right. And, pressing towards the goal That's right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you know, we got, you know, most of you know that I work with the homeless, and, and and that's what we was kind of discussing before we came on tonight yeah. about how a lot of those men and women have gotten complacent where they're sitting at because, mm-hmm. one, they have no responsibility, and they don't care about having responsibility. Mm-hmm. So they got complacent sitting where they got a place to lay their head. They got food. So what else they got to worry about? You know, yeah. They ain't got nothing to worry about. They ain't got nothing to worry about it because they get three meals, they get three hot meals a day, and they got a place to lay their head. They got transportation to get them wherever they want to go. Mm-hmm. But and you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mindset because the Bible says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed That's by right. the renewal of your mind." Yeah, that by testing, testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable That's and perfect. So if I can't move. I can't move. With a, my mindset is off way, you know. I, I can't even yep. because I become comfortable in God. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And, and we all we've all been there. We've all done that, you know. Yep. But I see it now. I see it more than most, just because of where, where where I work and, and and the people I see on a daily basis. You know, I've been there. I was there in my younger days. Well, my younger days, I work. I work. 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 Mm-hmm. No matter what I was doing, in 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 my addiction, I was a functioning alcoholic. You yeah. know, I worked day and night. I worked several jobs, not just one, but I worked several jobs. And you know, I could have, you know, and as I got older, I got complacent at not working as much as I used to. Right. I was complacent there. Even even Renee said, "Why don't you get another job?" I've done all that. You know, and that was my answer, and it's because I had gotten complacent, not worrying about. Mm-hmm. Well, where it was back then, I was chasing money. Yeah, and I and 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 I got to the point where the money didn't make me happy. Then what's gonna make what's gonna change it now? You know, but I did get complacent at going. Okay, I, I got this one job. I don't have to worry about it. You know, now I do work two jobs. I do DoorDash. I do the the uh, shelters. You know, I do DoorDash when I can, you know, but it's it's me stepping back out and getting out of that comfort zone again, getting out of being complacent of where I was at to be able to be able to do more. Right. Because we added we added responsibilities to our plate when we was, you know, at one point in time, we had no rent, no, no mortgage. We had a handful of bills that we struggled with mm-hmm. and God moved us from there and gave us you know we ended up with uh up until see you know before uh back in 
2020, 2019, 2018, we had moved out and got us an apartment. So we added $1,100 bill. We added internet bill. We added light bill, water bill, all that stuff. I still had car payment, insurance, yep. mm -hmm. renter's insurance and all that. So we moved out and stepped out. We stepped out in faith during that time because before we was complacent where we was at because we had a handful of bills, even though we were struggling. Didn't have to pay rent, didn't have to pay, you know, it's just that. And we got, go, okay, so we got all these bills. We're both working. And now we were saving money because we yeah. got out of our comfort zone and started moving forward. But how did you get to that forward because i trusted in god but how did you get to that place though to be able to do that was it just a automatic thing or did you have to go through a um, kind of like a process I to get to where got, you got 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 tired of the situation i was in and that's I the main thing that's in, was in a situation i got tired of it i came home one day and i looked at renee i said find us a place to live i'm done and that's what she did. She found some place to live. We moved out of where we was at and gained all these bills and going, okay, we're going to trust God with it. He's going to take care of us, which he did, because we started saving money at the time. All mm -hmm. these new bills we got, we started saving money and putting money in the bank. Amen. Before we, before we was leaving paycheck to paycheck. But you had to put on the mind of Christ, because in your own self, that's right. you would have waste, you would waste that money. You would have, you would stay right. in that that realm of alcoholism. You would have spent everything you well, had, but. And God, during that time, during that time, I was already you. out because me and Renee, okay. was, you know, it's me and Renee because that, you know, 20 years ago when I was an alcoholic, when I, when that I've been sober 20 years. Mm -hmm. So Renee yeah. came way after that, gotcha. you know, and I'm, I've, you know, we've gotten to church. We, I've, you know, you know, got the calling to become a pastor. Mm -hmm. And yes, I was complacent sitting where we were sitting at the time, but bam something happened it clicked in my mind i said we got to move we're done that's it we got to get out of here we got to get our own place and we did so we was there two years roughly in an apartment two bedroom apartment so we stepped out in faith and trusted mm -hmm. god he's going to take care of us because we had to press forward to get where we're at today we had to yeah. press forward i could like i said we could have easily stayed where we was at right 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 because it was comfortable because you had and everything provided for it. Mm -hmm. okay then we said okay god we're going to trust you we're going to press forward we're going to make progress and we're going to trust in what you got to do hey two bedroom apartment four of us two bedroom apartment you know work 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 whatever 2020 comes along pandemic everything shut down what do we yeah. go and do? We went and bought a house. Right in the midst of a pandemic, we buy a house. Mm -hmm. Because who blessed That's us a blessing. with a house? God, God did. God, God did. We walked, he, he, we, we walked in obedience instead of us sitting mm -hmm. around complacent yeah. where we was at, comfortable where we was at. We said, we got to move. We got to move forward so we can be able to do what God's called us to do. Amen. And that's what it's all about, Pastor Jane, because, you know, we look at scripture, you know, when Jesus was going through his weakest moments, he said, Lord, nevertheless, Lord, your will be done because I'm not going to fall in trap of the enemy when it comes my way. I'm going to press forward towards the goal that was given to me. And that's you know, right. and that's, a lot of times we, we get comfortable and we don't realize that we're in that, or we realize we're in that comfortable place and we just sit there and God is pushing right. us to try to push us to that next level in our faith. 
but that's fear right. settles in. That's right, and it, it did. See, when I worked at the airport during that time too, that's when I was at the airport. That's when I was working for American Airlines. I was comfortable there, job-wise. I was comfortable. I didn't care about moving. Okay, and you got to think. Renee says, "Hey, from day one, I started that job at the airport in Charlotte, North Carolina. You need mm-hmm. to find a new job." I was comfortable, making good money, yeah. comfortable. Didn't have to work hard. I worked for an hour. I sat for a break for an hour, and I got to the point where. I could do all my work in an hour or two during a shift and go sit down for the rest of the day and not have to worry about doing nothing and wow. getting paid. Right. Okay. Right. I was comfortable there. We uh-huh. were seeing God move in that building because American Airlines gave us a room to go hold Bible studies in. Yeah. Right. Once a week. And we had bosses bless us to the point where if somebody was on a truck line and wanted to go, they would they would find somebody to take their place so they could go to Bible study. So it was also blessed in that building, that catering building, that I had a support group like no other of co That's a blessing. That's a blessing. That means if one one of us or anybody within the cater anybody that came through that door mm-hmm. says, Hey, I'm struggling with something, no matter if we was on break no matter if we was actually in the midst of working, we would stop what we was doing and gather around and pray for. And that's the main yeah. thing. A yeah. lot of times we get too busy in the service and we don't, people crying out, but we won't even pray for them. Yeah. Because we we're in the midst of work. We're in the midst of service. That's right. But, and we did this at work. And, um, and God saw me comfortable. Comfortable as I could be. Mm-hmm. Moved me. You know where he moved me to, right? He moved me. From, yeah. my, from being complacent and comfortable and put me where I was just at uncom- last year. Mm-hmm. In an uncomfortable situation. In a mm-hmm. place that I was miserable. Couldn't stand to go to work. Hated getting up going to work. But I pressed forward during at two and a half years I was there. I pressed forward. Yeah. Pressed toward the goal. Because I trusted God and there was something better. At the end yes. of last year, what did he, he bless me with? A better job. A job that I have a passion for. Amen. And that's what I God will do for you. People. And I'm the same but way I, like you, Pastor Jane, because a lot of times we don't realize that because we're going through an uncomfortable moment, that's something that's building us. God is trying to build us and prepare us for that next level so that way we won't forget where we came from and we'll be able to, you know, yeah. look past that that, that right. um, lonely place and move forward in God. Because moving forward means... I'm not looking in the past. I'm looking towards my future goal in God. Uh-huh. That's right. But we're too busy looking. We're too busy looking in our past. We miss the opportunity to move forward in God. Just like we were talking That's about right. our brother Tim there today. You know, absolutely. It's, you have to want it. You got to want it. You got to. Yeah. You got to. And, and, and on top of that, to make that progress, to make that next step. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about the next step. At the men's conference. Yeah. We talked about we had to step up and step and step out to to make the to make that progress. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we can sit comfortable all day long. Right. God can make you uncomfortable in your comfortable situation. Yes. Okay. God can make you uncomfortable in That's right. your comfortable situation. He, he did to me before. You know, so 
I leave one comfortable spot. I, I, I was in my zone. I was in my comfort, my box, my comfort zone right here. Here's where Come I on. was at right, two and a half box. years ago. He pulls me and says, you're done. Okay. Mm -hmm. This job comes up. Assistant manager at auto parts store. Okay, great. We'll go. Sounded great because it, it was in town. So that saved gas money going back and forth to Charlotte. Yeah. So it's right down the road from the house now. Yeah. 15 minutes at the most. It's 15 minutes from the house. Comfortable. Okay, cool. We're going to go there. Now, did I preach the gospel and walk in obedience while I was there? Or did I sit in my misery and say, okay, God, whatever. I'm done. No. I, I, I was uncomfortable. I didn't like my job. Didn't want to get up and go. Begged my wife to let me quit. But I got up every day, put a smile on my face, and walked through the doors mm -hmm. of that building and preached the gospel to my customers. Yeah. And that's got what it's all about. Day and got up every mm -hmm. day last year on Saturdays and met John and Joseph and whoever else went with us with a smile on my face to preach the gospel to people I didn't know, to go knock on doors, even all though right. I was sitting in my misery. That's it. And people, and a lot of people never knew what was going on in my life and the way I was feeling. I put that facade on, but I still did what God told me to do and called me to do so I can make progression. And he's seen, oh, you stuck this out. So at the end of last year, bam, here mm -hmm. comes Bethel with a job opening. Amen. Yeah, let's go. He said, they that wait upon the Lord, he's he going to renew your strength. He's going to build yes. you up. I say he and works best in our weaker moments. You know what I mean? So that's right. When we're so, weak, he said he'll get the strong. So during that time, two and a half years, he was building me. Mm -hmm. During that two and a half years that I was miserable, I hated my job, didn't want to get up to go, all this, he was building me. He was strengthening yeah. me to go out and to do what I'm doing today. To go out. So when I got to the shelters with these men and women, where I could help them even more. Right. Because right. now I went from being misery to being where I want to be. Where 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 my heart's at. You know. And, and and now I'm more focused on where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm also in a position to be able to help people more because of what I went through. And that's what helped. That's what helped because of our testimony. It helps us empower people to push past what they're going through and push press toward the goal that they wanted. They they trying to get to because a lot of times we so trapped in fear. God said He didn't give us a spirit of fear, he but did. a power of love and a sound mind. So the power that we need to move forward is in Christ Jesus in that relationship. Yeah. So you look at how how progression the world was going in and the progression stages of the world was going in to, uh, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. What happened? Satan came in and put a fear in the world. Mm -hmm. Yes. Satan comes in and puts a fear in the world. And like you said, he said, he doesn't give us the spirit of fear. He, t he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. 365 times in the Bible for a reason. Right. Amen. Yeah. He said, it's let not, not your heart be troubled. You ain't got to go through right. the stuff. So when I was at the auto parts store and this pandemic comes and now we got these restrictions. 
We worked. I worked through this whole thing. I never was laid off of nothing. We worked through this whole thing. And towards the, you know, we didn't cut hours until close to the end of it. And they only cut the hours by one hour a night. Mm -hmm. You know, you know how many times I got in trouble because I wouldn't go by the protocols for the procedures for COVID? Yep. Anybody says, you can't do this, you can't do that. I said, and I I mentioned this. I spit it out in front of the customers and everything one day because I got fussed at for talking to a customer without a mask on and without being six foot away. Yeah. But that's, said, that was an excuse. I, that was an excuse for fear. And, like you said, and I, told him, I told him, I said, if you're going to live in fear, go home. Mm-hmm. If you're going to live in fear, go home because I'm not. Exactly. I'm not going to fear, but God told me not to fear. Yeah. He told us, don't be afraid. Why? Because he's going to take care of us. Right. Amen. If we walk in obedience, he's going to take care of us and we're going to move forward. But as soon as we let fear come in, what happens? We stop. We get defeated. We stop. We give up. We're not progressing. We're not moving forward. Now we're at a standstill. Right. Are we ever going to get started again and move forward again? Or are we going to sit where we're at and sit in fear? Uh People sat in fear for two years. People sat in fear for two years and was complacent with us living in fear because, hey, the churches got shut down. Jobs got shut down. Everything got shut down. Uh-huh. But you see the craftiness of the enemy. He wanted that to happen. Yeah. He wanted and us to get, walk in fear, and it happened. It and what happened. happens, and even after the, the pandemic, it's still happening because it's they're still, still walking in fear and not in the favor of God. That's right. And they're not, but, they're not making that progression. See, this could have all been behind us if that progression was made from the start. Instead, it was came to a standstill because of what? Fear. Fear. So God, now we're trying to, as as the body of Christ, we're out there uh-huh. trying to kickstart people and going, hey, what we fear, what, what are we afraid of? Why are we walking in fear? Why are we living in fear? We have right. nothing to we have no reason to live in fear, but we have everything if we live in Christ. He's going exactly. to provide for us. He's going to take care of us. We we make that progression said, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with what Satan has done for two years. We're walking out of it. We're not going to believe in what the enemy's telling us. Right, exactly. Amen. I'm going to believe in what my Savior has told me. Yeah. I'm going to live on the promises of God and trust him. And not the enemy. So That's right. I'm going to step forward every day in Christ. And when Amen. the enemy comes in, I'm kicking him in the head and kicking him out of my household, kicking him out of my life, my kid's life, my job, and everywhere. You know, <laughs> this is where things, what we was talking about earlier. Yeah. The complacency of people doing. So... Mm-hmm. Now you got you got yes. people sitting still, not doing anything. The enemy's got mm-hmm. them where he wants them. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're doing nothing. Yeah, they're doing nothing. See, but you now you talk- they're sitting in in mm-hmm. comfortable position, not doing right. anything and letting the enemy win. That's it. Instead of stepping out in trust and letting God guide you 
through everything so you can see your healing. You can see your deliverance. Right. But if we're going to sit stagnant, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? Are you going to see your healing? Come on. Are you going to see your deliverance? Amen. No, you're not because you're not moving. Yeah. You got to move forward. You got to press toward the bar. Because in Philippians 3.14, yes. it says, I press on towards the goal for the prize right. of so, the upward call of God, Christ Jesus. So it's something that so, you're looking forward to and expectation that we're looking for as a prize that God is placing in our life. We're looking into Jesus, not the things that he provides for us, but we're looking into Jesus. That's right. We're looking at his, the hopes he's given us. Yeah. The promise that he gave us, that he's told us about. He says, here, stand on my promises. Yes. And he's gonna, and we're going to see things. We're going to yes. see him move. Yeah. See, Satan has people sitting in a box. Mm-hmm. Got them sitting in a box. Got them closed up in a box. Yeah. Why? Because now he ain't got to worry about that group of people. He's got them where he wants. He's got them captive. He's got them captive. He's got them thinking, okay, I got a bum leg. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. I got this illness. That's the way it's going to be. I got depression. I got anxiety. That's the way it's going to be for the rest of my life. I'm telling you, but God God will heal you in your place of of uncomfortability if you trust God. That's right. That's the main thing. You got to trust Him. Yeah. Trust Him. So when we step out Mm -hmm. in faith and go, okay, God, man, I got a bum leg. And, and you get the church, the body, not just the church, but the body of Christ mm-hmm. around you, like we we did at the men's conference Sunday night, that Sunday night, and we gather around you, and we lay hands on you, because we about to see God move, and we knew it, because we can yeah. feel yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, and we pray for your healing. Are you claiming that healing? Are you walking in that victory? Or are you going to sit back and go, okay, I heard him. I saw God move. We saw God move that night. We saw God move that night. Mm-hmm. And the individual we talked about made laps around the church. But now has got back in his stagnant, complacency comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a, that's get, a dangerous place did, to be in, too. Did he get his healing because of that? He had it. He had it. But he mm-hmm. asked for that back. Not the healing. He asked for the hurt back, the pain back. Because if because he they came to comfort that him. night, if he believed that night, it would have happened. He would, it, it did happen. Mm-hmm. It absolutely. Happened. He let it go. He let it. He let it go. That's he what I'm let saying. It, go. it yeah, happened, he let but it go. He, he left it there instead he of taking it. it with him. Absolutely. And we do that. Yeah. Y'all heard yeah. me talk about the bag and giving it to God. And when you give it to Him, don't take anything back. Mm-hmm. He took it back. We want, we, grab, we want to grab some stuff out of it because we was like, oh. It, and that's what I, happened I, that night. He took it back two days later. Instead of fully trusting God. 
That's the main thing. You got to trust God in the midst, midst of his storms. He said, Over, he said he won't leave us or forsake us. He's an ever-present right. help in our times of trouble. So when we're that's going right. through, we don't have to go through it alone because we're not by ourselves. Absolutely, we're not. We have to walk in he's victory. With us. Yeah. yeah. We, he's already defeated the enemy. And mm -hmm. if we're in Christ, we're walking in victory. But have you let Satan capture your mind and make you think otherwise? Right. Have you let Satan capture your mind and make you think otherwise? Because first thing Satan's going to take control of is your mind. That's the Look first at thing Job. he's going to take control of. Look at Job and how he tried to get in his mind and get in his head. And he didn't. And Job pressed forward every day. Every time the enemy tried to him, he said, Lord, I thank you. I'm going to worship you in, in the midst of it all. That's right. And he did. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. But why do we stop and not do it? Why do we take a step back and a, instead of a step forward? Every time somebody takes it, there's a lot of this. Somebody will take a step forward, but they end up taking three steps back because yes. they got uncomfortable when they took that step forward. Where if we yep. put, it like, put, it, put it in this um, aspect, me, you, and Jeffrey. If we would have took that first step and said, okay, God, I'm answering the call. Mm -hmm. Then turned around and said, okay, I can't do this. The first time we preached, going, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And took them steps back. Where will we be today? We'll be busted, busted and disgusted because yeah. that's right. when, you don't, when, you don't be, when you don't obey God, then you're in the danger zone. He said mm -hmm. obedience uh -huh. is better, better than yeah. sacrifice. So Absolutely. I don't want to get caught up in no mess. I want to get blessed. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. That's, all, that's, where we're, that's where we all should be looking like, but it's not. You know, we get complacent again. Instead, you see, again, we got to press forward. Yes. No in every situation back. in our life, we got to press forward. So if you're sitting here tonight and you got an illness, you got pain in your feet. You got pain in your legs. You got pain in your arms. You got pain somewhere. If you need deliverance because you got an addiction, you 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 suffer from depression or anxiety, right. bipolar, whatever it may be. That's it. The question is: Are we going to step forward and trust God and see a blessing, or are we going to sit there and go, "Oh, that's all it's going to ever be. That's all it's going to ever be." Over the last gotta, 10 years in ministry, me and Jeffrey, because we've been on every podcast, everybody's podcast live stream together mm -hmm. that we followed, that we watched, that we hung yeah. out, we talked, and, and everything. Okay. We've seen healings that medical cannot, does not have a cure for. That today's yes. medicine does not have a cure for. We've seen those healings. Yes. Yeah. Why? Why? Because the people that were ill, the people that were sick, said, I'm not taking this no more, and I'm Amen. not claiming this. I'm not living like this. And Amen. took that step and pressed forward and said, God, I trust you. The pastor in Virginia, Dean, full-blown dementia for 10 years. Full-blown dementia for 10 years. There's no medical cure for dementia, and he's right. been healed. Senior pastor of a church today in Virginia. 
Amen. Jeff remembers when that happened. He was on yeah. live stream the night that happened with me. Uh-huh. Yep. It wasn't my live stream. It wasn't Jeffrey's live stream. It was another live stream that we was on. Yes. But God was using y'all in the midst of the live stream. We yep. saw it happen. Uh-huh. I leave my mouth. When we seen the guy that couldn't walk for Santa walked in 16 years, get up and walk. Because he says, I'm not sitting in this wheelchair no longer. Mm-hmm. Got up and walked. Why? Because he wanted to press forward. Yes. And he, he, he was tired of God. Last year, at the Family Dollar on Saluda Street, when we saw the guy come up that was depressed and walked away with no depression. Amen. Delivered from that depression. John remembers that one because he was there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Healing, I, restoration, many, everything was there. How many times did I try to get to my car to get a drink out of my car that day while I was ministering that guy three times? Mm-hmm. And watched his deliverance. Watched him get delivered of depression. Watched him get delivered of anxiety. We Amen. watched a lady believe enough that was bound. Yep. With a demon. In that same parking lot that same day. Get mm-hmm. set free because she believed in God. She says, I'm not living like this no more. I got it. She and she knew she had to step out. Yes. And she had yes. to step forward and press forward. That's how why God put her there. He put her in front of all of us that day. Put her right there in the midst of us that day. Mm-hmm. For what? Because she wanted out of that situation and she got set free that day. Exactly. Yes. So the mindset is, why would you live bound when God said you could be free? That's right. Freedom Amen. belongs Absolutely. to you. Your healing belongs to you. Everything That's that right. we need, God can provide for you in your life. But we have to remain constant in our word, remain praying, and we got to want it. We got to have yep. a desire to change. And we got to step out every day. Not just yes. certain days. Every day we got to make forward movements in Christ. Exactly. Yes. It's easy to go, okay, today, eh, I'm just going to sit here today. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to let Jeffrey handle it. I'm going to let John handle it. I'm going to let Joseph handle it. I'm going to let such and such handle it. And what happens? Then John says the same day, same time, I'm going to let James handle it. I'm going to let Jeffrey handle it. Jeffrey goes, (laughs) I'm going to let John handle it. I'm going to let James handle it. I'm going to let Joseph handle it. What happens? We kept all three of us just passing on to everybody else, and nothing happened. Nothing ain't happened. So the people we were supposed to talk to, we pushed off because we didn't feel like talking to them. And God put them there so they could see hope. And we yes. just cowered down and walked away. That's not our calling. It's to cower down and walk away when somebody gets in front of us that God put there. No, nope, but a lot of times we do struggling. that. We do it. That's what I'm saying. When they're struggling, mm-hmm. when they're down and out, and they put something there, I don't feel like talking to them and move yeah. on. Somebody else can get a hold of them, and nobody ever gets a hold of them. What happens? Self-destruct mode happens. Now mm-hmm. they, they're ready to end it. Amen. Because they had somebody in front of them that should have talked to them, but cowered down from it. There you go. So yeah. When people come to me or... I'm, I'm, I, I, I will use the word bad about it because I am, but it's a good thing. So don't take it as it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been left in Walmart by my wife and kids for two hours talking to a stranger about God. 
they went and sat in the car until I was done. Because God put somebody in front of me, and my wife knew what was going on. Right, right. Amen. Okay. Amen. Or I'm sitting in a Waffle House at midnight after I came after I got done selling at an auction, and I stand up in the middle of a Waffle House and preach the gospel to the whole Waffle House, not the one Amen. person, but everybody. Amen. Or I stood up in a McDonald's in Charlotte, North Carolina, and preached the gospel to the whole crew. That's it. That's it. Amen. Because I, because I was stepping out. I was stepping forward. I was making forward movements. I could have cowered down at any point in time when God, when God says, stand up in the middle of a Waffle House at midnight and preach the gospel. I stood up and preached the gospel. And people said, you have to. Because what you if know, you didn't listen it, to the voice of God? What would happen? You know what I mean? You wouldn't, yeah. People would have got delivered. It, it wasn't they like heard I was, the word. And it wasn't like I was timid about it. It wasn't like I was using an inside voice about it. You thought I was outside. The Holy Spirit gets a hold of me. Gets a hold of me. No Amen. matter where I'm at, I will preach the gospel. Yeah. You when gotta speak aloud. In front of you me, when I when I when he puts somebody in front of me, I'm gonna give them hope through Jesus Christ, not through Jamie, not through what I think, but right, through the right. truth and through God's word. I'm not gonna back down. I'm not gonna cower down when he sets somebody in front of me to talk to and to tell them about him, to show them hope, to show them love. Because we're easy, because we're real bad about this, and this is in a bad way. We're bad about walking away. We're bad about going, somebody Mm -hmm. else will do it. Yeah. Oh, they got it. Don't worry about it. We can't sit here and go, somebody else will do it, because that next person might not ever do it. Then that person has lost hope in everything. And that blood will be on your hands. You'll be held accountable That's because right. you knew that Absolutely. you were supposed to have talked to that person, but you didn't. You chose Absolutely. to not talk because of your hard-headedness and say, oh, that's not me. I ain't going to worry about that's it. Right. But we got to trust God in this season of our life. We got to continue to move forward. And in, in, in setting a goal, we have to. there's going to be some setbacks. There's going to be some hard times, but we have to still continue and press toward that goal. Amen. Even when the setbacks come, even when the hardships come, God, I trust you. God, I depend on you. I'm going to stay in this race. I'm not going right. to give up. That's right. It's easy to give up midway through and turn back and go through a message you just came out of. <laughs> come on. Because you didn't want to trust God. How many times have we done that one? A lot. <laughs> we, think we're, we think we're stepping forward and turn around and go, I can't take this storm no more. I'm going back where I came from. I'm going right back to the house I came out of. Mm-hmm. It, it was comfortable there. The rain wasn't hitting me. I wasn't in the middle of the storm. I, I didn't have the lightning striking down around me. And you you got to think about it. Once you get halfway through a trial or tribulation, a storm in your life, mm-hmm. and you think, yeah. I'm done. I'm turning around and going back. Guess what you just did? You went through it twice already. Exactly. The only way you're going to get out of it is to go back to it what? One more time. One more time. Why go through it three times when you can go through it once and trust God to get you through it and have the blessing at the end? And that's, it's, it's like a merry-go-round. It's like every time you do something, then you have to go right back around then do that that's test right. over again. But right. God said he wants us to acknowledge him through the storm. Mm-hmm. When we acknowledge him, he'll take us through the storm. He'll lead us and direct us through his Holy Spirit. That's why we have Absolutely. so much greater yeah. in us. Because we yes. have the Holy Spirit as a guide to help us right. in those weaker moments, to help us when we feel like we're down and out. We got the Holy Spirit to give us strength to endure. That's right. 
That's right. Absolutely. Even in the midst of that hurt. Amen. But God, are we, but are I can, we, I can are, encourage myself. Are we believing it? Amen. But are That's we believing the key. it? That's the key. You, you got to believe if, this. If, you got to trust. If we're not believing it, it's not doing us no good. Nope. And, and you know, with the midst of everything that we've seen, and, and every time God's moved, all three of us, because we've all seen it. We've all been there, a part of when God's moved. You yeah. know, when 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 I travel and go out of town, in in Pennsylvania in 2019, God moved in three days, three mm -hmm. days of a, of the gospel being preached in a little village on top of a mountain. God moved. War West Virginia, Coretta West Virginia last March. God moved. Yeah. 2021 still got things. Virginia was still closed down when we went to war. The churches were not allowed to open when we went to war. Guess where we were standing last year during the midst of that? We were standing in a church building that was had only standing room only. They were standing in the foyer of this church because God moved. Yes. And they believed in what God was going to do. Amen. We, Amen. Saw a kid, we saw a seven-year-old get up and walk for the first time in his life that day, that night. Walk that's across a the right church. There. And that's we what he'll do. 10, we saw 10 people give their life to Christ and get baptized in the freezing cold that same night. They accepted Christ and got baptized in the freezing cold that same night. If we would walk in obedience, if we wouldn't walk mm -hmm. in obedience and went pressing forward in our faith, like we should be doing every day, not just part-time, but full-time every day, Every hour, Continue. every second of every day, we should be pressing forward in Christ. We yes. should be going, okay, God, who are you going to put in front of me next to tell them about you? Mm -hmm. All right. Who are you going to be put in front of me next to pray for? That's hey, right. I want to see you show out, God. Who are you going to put in front of me that needs a healing, that needs a deliverance? Amen. And he's doing it every day. Wait. He's doing put sending he's people. We, got, we, have, I, we have to stay watchful and pray, though. He said, watch as well as pray. That's right. But if your eyes are closed to it, you ain't gonna be able to see it. You ain't gonna do it. You ain't gonna because see it. Because we got, because we got the blinders on. We covering our eyes because we don't want to do it. We don't have a desire to do it. Why do you think we most churches this. don't see this? Why do you think majority of the churches in the U.S. today don't see these things happen? Because mm -hmm. they just out. They got. They just out the one thing. Complacent. Mem membership. Yeah. Numbers. The money. Complacent. Tradition. Tradition. Traditional values. That's the mess. Yeah. That's the messed up part. Because they focus on tradition and not on God. Not on Jesus. Yeah. Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life. If we're not see, pointing them to Jesus, what are we pointing them to? We're pointing them the opposite way. Yes. Right. If we don't point them to Jesus, we're pointing them to hell. Yeah. And Point we shouldn't be pointing period. nobody to hell. Amen. I'm trying to grasp for every person, every soul I can grasp for. I'm grabbing to get out of the hands of the of, of the enemy. Yes, of that's Satan. it. That's it. Yes, sir. Okay, Satan's only got the authority we give him. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's why so I say he resists the devil. <laughs> when he thinks he's got somebody, what did we do last year, John? We plucked that lady out of Satan's hand last year. Right. For the Amen. We grab, grabbed out. We. We grabbed the guy with depression and pulled him out. 
of the enemy's hands. It happened again uh, when we did Thanksgiving that day out yep. there in the same parking lot. We saw same people saved, healed, and delivered that day. Yes. Amen. We poured Fed into these people. individuals yep. like there was no other because the importance of it. Because they had no hope when they walked up. They walked out of there with all the hope in the world. There but not go. in the world, but in Jesus. Let's rephrase in that. Jesus. They walked out of there with all the hope in Christ. In Christ Jesus. That's it. Because they was, they was going through a storm. And that's what we're here for as children of the, we're children of the light. We That's should right. be hiding in darkness. We should be letting our light shine for the world to see the goodness of Jesus in our lives. And that That's attracts right. the people that are in darkness so they can come out and we should nurture them, those people and yeah. let them know the love, the love of God. You think about a moth. Look at a moth. Where, where, where do they go to? To the light? A moth. They go to the light. If, <laughs> you, if you got a moth in your house and you're in the dark, that thing's flying all over the place, you cut the light on and go straight to the light. So, mm -hmm. we should see people acting like moths when they see us. Yes. Yeah. And that's them coming towards us going, hey, you got something I don't have. What is it? Jesus. And that's where we're able to say, Jesus. And here's where he's brought me from to where right. I'm at today. We get to tell him our past, but what he's done for us. Right, and what he continued to do for us. Because right. right then, yes. you want to know why I'm smiling? It's because I know who he is. He Amen. saved me. He, he was there for me. He healed my body. So now I know right. who my Redeemer is because I've spent time with him. I went through the storms, and I Amen. learned he, he brought me out of those storms. That's right. So now I can rejoice That's right. because I know where yes. I've been and what and he I took get to me rejoice. to. Because he pulled me out of Satan's hand out of a self-destruct mode I was in years ago, 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. I've been sober for 20. He pulled me out of that destruction into his life. Right. He saved me from hell that I was <laughs> bound for. I was, I was on mm -hmm. a high, that song, Highway to Hell, I was there. I was right. on it at, a, at two or three hundred miles an hour nonstop. Mm-hmm. But a lot, you, want lot of us power, you want to see the power of God. He took a he took an alcoholic, an addict, and turned him into mm -hmm. a preacher. Yes. And turned him into look a soldier, Paul. a first responder for Christ. But look at Paul. That's the same thing. Right. Paul was killing Christians. That's and look right. where who look who wrote half of the almost almost the New Testament. That's right. Paul, Paul did. Because uh, why he, he changed his life around. Soldier for Christ. That's what we do. So like I said at the men's conference, I was a first responder for 15 years in this community. Mm -hmm. Loved it, passion, loved it. Loved it like no other. Okay, guy closed that chapter. And most of you seen my shirts that follow, has, has been following me for years. Saw the shirts that I had made that says first responder for, first responder for Christ. Because mm -hmm. there's yeah. a reason for that. When, when God puts somebody in front of us that's yeah. hopeless, guess what? It's a life or death situation. We should respond like a first responder does. That's it. That's it. Not at our, not at our own casual time, but as an emergency because they have a life or death situation yes. that they're in. We might not see it as that way, but there, that's what they see. 
They see and them dying at where they're at, dying in their situation, dying in their depression, in their anxiety, and whatever is going on in their life. That's what they're seeing. It's life or death if I don't get help right now. If I right. can't find hope right now, I'm going to die where I'm at. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And we're that hope. We're that first responder for Christ. He's built us up. He's equipped us. So we can be on, be on the front lines and be that first responder every time we go out of our house. Every time we exactly. wake up and put our feet on the ground. He's equipped us to be that first responder for him. Right. And to show Amen. people hope and love all the time. And yeah. that's our job. That we, we should respond, but a lot of times we don't. We don't answer the call. That's what I want to get to, you know, because a lot of times the phone is ringing. Somebody's needing help. We like, we, we, we hit the ignore button. Okay, well, that Wait. ain't me. I ain't got time. I don't have time. I'm not, I'm busy. Right. But what about that person that's calling out? They're tired of going through, but you don't have time for them. God said, look, we're here to shine the light, to be that light in this dark mm -hmm. world. To share our testimony, to tell people, hey, if if I can make it, man, you definitely can make it, man. I know you've been through so much in your life, but I know I know a savior. I know Jesus Christ, and he wants to meet you. Let me let me let me give you an open invitation to meet my my savior. Yes. That's right. Absolutely. That's the main Amen thing. Amen. And that's what Amen. God wants for all of us. And if any, I'm, I just want to open this up too, like I said, you know, because we want to make sure we make room for Jesus. If anybody needs prayer on this line tonight, please put that request down so we can pray with you right now. If you want to give your life over to Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, that's the best decision you could ever make in your life. And you won't, you won't ever regret it. I'm telling you. Amen. That's right. Because God yeah, loves you. you. If we you're love ready you. to make that step, type, I need Jesus. Yes. Right. Ready to make that step type, I need Jesus. We'll pray for you. We'll walk you through it. Absolutely. Amen. We'll point you in the right direction. If you don't. Jesus is. Right. I know who my Redeemer is, and I want to point you right to him. Yes. Because he loves you. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. She wrote, I got a word from a pastor that God told me to be. To be still, read his word, be patient, and hear his voice. There you go. That's that's all the ingredients right there. Right there. How many times have we ignored? How many times have we said, ah, you know what? I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to my phone. I'm do all this and not get in the word. And a lot. when he speaks, we ignore. Yes. A lot. Right, right. Many, many times. We've all done it. You know, and sometimes we, we still do it. We get caught up on on the, the device, Business. this phone right here. You see it? We get, caught, we get caught up in That's a busy right world and don't take the time to stop and listen to what God's telling us. Mm -hmm. So how many times have we missed That's what's messing blessing? up the minds of our kids and generation too as well. Yeah. So how many times have we missed a blessing because we wouldn't stand, because we wouldn't be still long enough to listen to what God was telling us? The Lord said, be still and know that I'm God. That's right. But if we're so busy, we can't get to know him. Okay. Because we got to we gotta spend time. We got to spend right. time with him to get to know him. We got to yeah. pray to him. He said, pray without ceasing. That Amen. means I got I to gotta have an open communication to God. 
a lot of times we disconnect that connection. Yes. Through our, yes, through our disobedience. Do. God is calling Amen, right James. now. God Absolutely. is calling us right now to get him, get back to his first, to our first love. Come back to That's your right. first love. I hear that, hear that in the spirit realm right now. God wants us to move forward and not look back. That's right. Aren't, aren't you tired of looking back? It takes a lot of effort to look back. Stop it's looking in the rearview mirror and look in the windshield. Right. It's more easier to go forward. That's right. Type in the comments, no more looking back. I'm not quitting. Yeah, I'm not giving up. I'm going to stay in this race because the prize on the other side looks way better than what I got in my past. Yes. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Amen. You got something that's mightier and bigger than what you're going through. You just got to call on him. Jesus, Savior, Master, I need you. Yes. I desire you. So he's asking right now, will you draw close to him? Will you take that leap of faith? Will you take that next step in your faith to let go and truly let God? That's right. That's what God is caught saying right now. Yes. Amen. Because you're coming out. If you want to come out, you can come out. You don't have Amen. to stay bound. Why stay bound when you can live free? Yes. <laughs> Amen. Freedom belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. Joy, peace, whatever you desire, it belongs to you. You just got to receive Amen. it. Amen. Amen. Just like Jeff, you can't you can't answer the call right there, man, because uh I know. Distracted. I know. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I you have <laughs> That's a perfect example how he ignored the call. <laughs> calling and he ignored it. Yep. Yep. He did. And we just mm -hmm. we just like that get. that person. <laughs> just preached it. Just just came out of our mouth about it. Let me ignore that. Yeah. Let me swipe, swipe to the right. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Amen. What we do, do, that's what we do at times. Do and not we need disturb to stop. God. <laughs> we, we need to stop it. We need to. We need to make sure we're there. We need to yes. make sure we're yes. available at those times. There's critical times in somebody's life. You know, it's easy to ignore somebody. It's easy to, to walk away. Come on. But it is hard to stand up and, and move forward with them. It's hard to to meet with them. It's hard to to be with them and so they can move forward. Some people are, are, are stagnant where they're at because they reached out and was ignored. Mm -hmm. mm. They hit the door button. Do not disturb. I don't want to hear you. And now you got you, somebody sitting complacent where they're at in the midst of a mess, in the midst of a struggle because the ignore button was hit instead of the answer button. Yeah. Exactly. Hope, yeah. You know, let's put it in this terms. The ignore button was hit instead of the hope button. Mm hmm. Mm. And let that sink in for a second, fellas, because a lot of times we're so busy with our lives that we don't take time out for the people that's crying out. That's right. Yeah. We do that yeah, all the time. Because people, people are crying out with an audible voice. But if we're not actively listening to the cry, we're not able we to it. help that person. And we miss it every time. Because God say, 
he says calling the people out of darkness into his marvelous light. There's That's a right. call being made right now for the people to come out. But like you said, they're complacent. They're comfortable. Mm -hmm. They're not used that they, when they step out of that zone of comfortability, then they feel like, man, God, this is brand new. I this this is different. It doesn't yeah, yeah. feel right. I'm not yeah. comfortable here. But God said, I gotta take you to a place that's uncomfortable to heal you. And absolutely to show forth my glory. To show forth or my glory. Takes, or he takes us to that place of un uncomfortableness to grow us. Yeah. And to prepare us. There you go. I was out of my life for two and a half <laughs> years so he could grow me. Come on. So yeah, we you're right. Also, you know, claim that healing, claim that that deliverance. But also he it puts us in these situations and we go through some of them so we can grow, so he can grow, yeah. so he can prepare us. Yeah. Yeah. So if I didn't go through what I went through for two and a half years, would you I been, to talk about it? Would I been would I have grown to the point where he needed me to do the ministry I'm doing right now with the homeless? Nope. You would still be in that that place of comfortability? Yeah. I would have never made that move to where I'm mm -hmm. at today. But we but I had to fight to get through it. A two and a half year storm I fought through. And I remember that, James, because a lot of times you should say, man, I don't even want to go to work, man. Uh, John, uh -huh. I, I just want to do, I just want to help people. And you were so miserable yeah. for a year, but that was for your building. That was your building to see it, if you were quit. He was me. He was preparing me. It was preparing you for what you're doing now because he know you yeah. need to be tough. You need to be bold exactly. in the season of your mm -hmm. life. And, so that and, way, and, when you get to that shelter, you'll be able to help people that's because right. of what you've been because doing. You know, the, the gifts that, that he's given me, you know, is amazing all, all, all around. But, you know, and, and I've used those gifts over the years. Yeah. But the, the, the stand with what, what I've seen this year alone in the homeless community, mm -hmm. watching losing four or five of them this year. Wow. Whether it was an illness, whether it was an addiction, whatever it may be. We've seen the illness take lives this year in the shelter. We've seen the addictions take lives this year. We've seen the overdoses. I sat at a table with one person this year that overdosed and prayed for him until the ambulance walked through until the paramedics walked through yeah, the I remember that. I remember that testimony. Yep, I remember that, man. Okay. And you know, this I've seen a lot over the years. Fifteen years as a first responder, I've seen a lot. You know, but as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, as a first responder for Christ, whatever you want to call it. Okay. For so long, my heart was my heart was hardened. Yeah, because I didn't know Christ during most of those years, as a first responder, I didn't know who Christ was. I came out of an addiction. I started doing I started doing uh, rescue, and loved it. 
Did any of that phase me? No. Pulling dead bodies out of cars, pulling dead bodies out of the house, out of the river, out of the lakes. Seeing overdoses, car wrecks, fatalities in those wrecks and whatnot. Did it phase me? No. I was able to that go home at 3 o'clock in the morning and go right back to sleep after pulling a dead body from somewhere. And that's prepared you to where you at. That's why you got the bonus so that you have now, now because of what you went through. Yeah, and now I'm more emotional than I used to be. Mm-hmm. So it, it, mm-hmm. it's one of those. It, 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 that's where the soften of the heart happens. Okay? When you sit around and you feel somebody else's pain, Come on. just because you because because you're there with them on a day in and day out basis yeah. the next thing you know they're gone several of them this year that i in the homeless shelter okay two recently okay one died of illness other one died of overdose okay exactly. and, and and you know and, and now before I wouldn't have emotions watching a TV show or watching a movie, and now I do. That's where God's brought me to. Okay, it's not a bad thing. No, it's not. You know, it don't make you weak. It makes you it doesn't. human. Because we got to yeah. get to a heart, a heart of worship. You can't get into a heart of worship with a hard heart. Hard. If your heart's like stone, you can't do nothing. You have no care when it's like that. And that's my point here. I went from see. As doing the rescue I did for so many years as a non-Christian, as a non-follower of Christ, just being in the world the way I was, mm-hmm. it didn't phase me to see what I saw. But now, with a softened heart, yes, and that shell, that hard shell broken off from around that, I'm able to use what I experienced yeah. through my life, through all of that, to be able to reach people. Exactly. To be able to, to minister to people, to be able to understand where they're at, and that, that motivates you. That motivates you to be able to be vulnerable to God, because yeah, you know, as men, we got so you know, we got that toughness. We got, I got to do it myself because I'm a man. But so at the end we of the day, that way. we were taught that. One saying, I was going to say that we were taught that way to be strong because that's what my daddy's dad said. That's what my daddy's daddy said to them. So it passed down to generation to generation, but it's now it's time to break those generational traditions and and values so that we can truly be vulnerable to God. That's right. And be able to truly heal and have a place of peace in our life. And we don't have to be so, we don't have to be so strong because in God, he's going to give us, he's going to give us the strength to endure. When we're weak, he's the strongest. When we're weak, he's the strongest. And he makes us strong because of that. Yeah. You know, it's easy to put up, put that facade on. I talked about it earlier. Put the mask on, put the facade on, and walk around. It's easy to do that. Yeah, I put What's a different, not easy different mask on every day. Show it. Mm-hmm. What's not easy is to pull that mask off and show people who you are. Yeah, it's hard Who's to do that really because they want to hide. Actually, you know. Is. You know there's times we all have done it. We still do it. We'll put a mask on and walk out the door. Yeah. Take those masks that we 
I used last year. Take those masks, hand them to God, say, here, these are yours. I'm done with this. I'm done playing church. I'm done playing with mm-hmm. the enemy. Yes. That's right. So here's here's the facade. Here's the mask. You take those. I don't want them back, but I want to live for you, and I want to trust you to take me and to do what I'm doing. I want to be that willing vessel that right. you want me to be. Here's the facade. Here's the mask. Here's all that stuff. Here's the costume. I'm done with it. Yes. And walk away from that and say, you God, take the mask God use me. God, send me so I can glorify you. Yeah. Not me, but so I can glorify the Father because he's going to use mm-hmm. me. He's going to send me because I yes. said, hey, God. Here's that costume. Here's that facade. Here's that mask. I'm done with it. Send me. Use me. Send me. Put people in front of me. Yes. Put people in front of me to minister to daily. And that's what we've, you know, not everybody, some of us, that's what we've done. Mm -hmm. We've gained that costume for Uh Even though last year I put a facade on, I put a smile on my face, even though I was in misery, but I still preached the gospel. Still did what you had to do. Amen. Amen. And that's what's our that's our our job as Christians, you know, to preach his gospel, you know, and let people know the good news. That's when he sent the people, the disciples out two by twos. He sent them with instructions to preach the gospel of the of Jesus coming back. Be ye also ready. I'm I'm preparing God's people to meet him. That's what we should be doing. Not living fear, not living doubt or unbelief. But we should be pressing toward the goal, like we talking about tonight. That's right. Pressing we gotta press towards that. We gotta toward press Jesus. towards the people and show. See, see, our thing is, we'll sit complacent as pastors. Oh yeah. We'll sit complacent as pastors, comfortable as pastors, and watch the miracles that could have happened go by. Again, mm-hmm. the miracles that could have happened. Yeah. Go by. The move of God that should have happened go by us because we decided we're going to be complacent. We decided we're going to be comfortable in the church. And when I say yeah. in the church, I do mean the building. When exactly. I say the church, I mean the building, not the, the building, church, not- the building. Because we'll sit in the building and we will get comfortable. And when we walk out, we will not do a thing for God. Nope. No, because we already got, we feel like we got everything that we need. We got the members. We 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 got everything. We got the band. We did our our hourly sacrifice for the week. Mm -hmm. So I'm good. I ain't got to do nothing else. Nope. I done preached my sermon. I ain't got to do nothing else. That's Satan lying to us saying, oh, you done good. You showed up for church. You preached a sermon. You did a Bible study. You're good for the week. And we believe it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. But... I want more of what God's got for me. That's the key. I got. I want more. You got to want I more want of the situation. I want more of Jesus. That he has. I want all the blessings that he has for me. I don't yes. want part of them. I want all of them. Amen. Amen. How am I going to get all those blessings that he has for me? By stepping out, st- standing up and stepping out. There you go. By pressing forward every day. By getting out of my comfort zone all the time. Mm-hmm. By when he puts somebody in front of me, 
that I talk to them and not ignore them, that I talk to them and not cower away from teaching God's word. There you go. Amen. That's how we're going to see the blessings he has for us, all of them, not part of them. You said it. You when said he the key. Says, you said, come hey, on. Go over to that guy in the wheelchair and pray for him and watch him get up and walk. And a lot of us have so much unbelief that we will not do it because we're scared it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got fear already at all. And when God says, hey, go pray for that guy in the wheelchair and see him walk, and believe in God's when he says he's going to walk because you're going to pray for him and watch him walk. Right. He said, if we have faith okay. and believe, we can do any in everything. That's right. If or we have faith put, and believe. He said, or he puts the guy with depression in front of you, and you're trying to run back and forth to try to get something that he's saying no, and every time he stops you and turns you around, he did to me last year. It's just, mm-hmm. This is the true story out there at the, at the uh, cookout. At the outreach we did. Yeah. Three times I was going to my car to get a drink. Okay, I got stopped the first time. Hey, you got any paper you got anything about depression, anxiety for this guy to take home? No, I don't. Let me pray for you real quick. Pray for him real quick. I go ahead to my car second time to get a drink. My Bible's between me and him. Between that guy and my car, my Bible's in the midst of that yep. of that walk. I grab my Bible. Here I go. Let me go. Matthew chapter 6. I go back to him. I said, hey, listen to this. I start reading Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34, which talks about depression and anxiety to cure up. Yep. And I explain it to him. I go back off. I come back, pray for him again, and watched him got delivered because I did what God called me to do instead of trying to run like I was doing. There you go. Jamie has something else on his mind that he was trying to get to. God mm-hmm. says, no, 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 no. Hey, go pray for the guy. Okay. All right, I'm going to go get my drink now. No, no, no. You need to take this book over here, and you need to read this scripture to him. Okay, That's cool. That's what it's all about. I that down. I'm going back to my car to get my drink. No, you're not. You're going to pray for this guy again. Yeah, sir. And the second time I prayed for him, I watched him get delivered because but, I walked in mm-hmm. obedience. That's what I was going to say. Walking in obedience. Because I, I listen to what God told me to do. Okay? Easy to walk away. Easy to walk away. I tried it three times that day. It didn't work. The guy got his deliverance. The, the guy got his healing. So let's not try to run away from what God's calling us to do. Let's not try. When God says, hey, you need to go pray for that person over there. No matter what's mm-hmm. going on, you need to go pray for them. No matter where you're at. You need to go pray for them. Guess what you need to do? You need to go up, get up and go pray for them. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're at work. It doesn't matter if you're at Walmart, at a restaurant, wherever you're at, walking down the street. Hey, you need to pray for that one. You exactly. need to go up and pray for that one. Not just pray for them in your prayers at night, but walk up to them and say, hey, can I pray for you? Because God yes, laid on your it. heart to do it. That's it. That's what it's all about, man. You know, it's about being obedient. You said the key word there, right. obedience. We said it earlier. He said obedience is better than sacrificing. The more we obey God, the more we see God move. Oh my God! Yeah. In our Absolutely. life. You know, if if say I didn't grow up in church. That's one thing. I, did I didn't grow up in church. I, I didn't did. grow up in church. So, with my my boldness, 
and the way I preach. If I would have grew mm -hmm. up in church under the traditionalism of church, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say that. With the traditionalism of church, would oh, yeah. I have been the same pastor that I am today? No, because you would conform to the ways. You would have conformed to the ways conformed. of the world. I wouldn't have had an open mind to this the way I do now. Yeah. I wouldn't believed in the healings that can happen, mm -hmm. the deliverances that can happen, the cast outs that can happen. Yes. I wouldn't be able to see the demon possessions. I wouldn't be able to see into that spiritual realm because I would have been tied up in what? Traditionalism. Yeah, and that's why, I, you going, know. Okay, bam. Oh, that's how you pray. That's all it takes. Mm -hmm. And trust me, that did happen to me. It was a click, boom. That's how you do it. That's all it takes. Boom. Man, started seeing things. I started seeing God move when I started praying. Amen. And I learned how to pray. Yes, yeah, right. That's right. I He'll teach you. how to pray. We have God an ultimate teacher in the Holy Spirit to give us guidance and all the moving. truth. That's what he'll do. And but, he'll move in your life. And the bad part about it, again, we've, we've said this before. You know, we'll go to pray for somebody for deliverance. We'll go pray for somebody healing. But the problem is the reason we don't see those happen more often is because we doubt it when we pray for it. Because exactly. we doubt it when we pray for it. The reason the church today does not see the healings, the deliverances, the cast outs, because when we pray for a healing, we have doubt mm -hmm. that it's going to happen. That's it. God said it'll happen if we believe. Why are we going to doubt what God has told us, what God has promised us? Why are we going to exactly. doubt that? Exactly. Instead of trusting him when I, we go, okay, this person needs a healing. We're going to pray for your healing. You need to believe. And we pray for him. And we watch exactly. it happen. Why? Because we didn't doubt God. That's the main thing. We we don't him. doubt God. We trust God. We yeah, trust exactly. God in the, middle, in the middle of it. So that way we can be able to help others. And That's we right. can see... The move of God take place because now we're in the realm of obedience, like you were talking absolutely. about. Yeah, we absolutely. have to be willing. We we have to be willing and obedient. So there's two factors there. I have to have a trust in God. I have to have a desire to follow mm -hmm. Him. Absolutely. In the midst of my storm. So with pressing towards the goal tonight, we have to look past the hurt and move towards Jesus. That's right. He's Absolutely. drawing us closer to him through his right. word, Amen. through our prayer life. We should draw closer to him through our relationship building with Christ. In order for us Amen. to get there, we have to get in yes. that word. Amen. We Amen. have to find out through that word who we are. Amen. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. We do. So to, to kind of recap, y'all, we got to press forward every day. We gotta press for it every second, every minute, every hour of every day in Christ. That's right. So if we press forward in Christ, we're pressing forward in our lives. There you go. Okay. If we press forward in Christ, we're pressing forward in our lives. So if we're pressing forward in Christ, we're gonna see success in our life. That's it. So 
Let's take the doubt, the unbelief out of the equation. That's right. And believe and trust in what God has for us. That's it. Okay. And the thing I want somebody to know tonight, live free and be free. That's right. Because freedom, belo freedom be. belongs to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Uh, okay, Pastor, do you have any events coming up? Uh, uh, we, we got September 10th. Mm -hmm. Okay. A community outreach event in Boyd Hill neighborhood in Rock Hill, South Carolina. We're going to do a cookout and stuff like we usually do. Okay. Um, on September 10th, we're going to spend the next month in that neighborhood knocking on doors. Yeah, I'm starting this Saturday. Saturday, we walk on the street, so we're going to start from 10 a.m. to 11. So those those that know the words of prayer, pray for us as we go out and we minister to these people and see lives change and deliver. And we're going to see That's people, right. you know, coming out of darkness into his marvelous light. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Joseph has his of... Uh, uh, his outreach where he's going to Mount Juliet, Tennessee. He's going to Nashville and Knoxville in a week to, to uh, okay. minister to the homeless up there. So that's in, I think that's the week of September 8th he's going up there. Okay. So there's a lot of things going on, and uh, we're still waiting on dates for uh, PA. Um, uh -huh. As soon as we find out, we'll pass that along. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. We, we're looking at some good things that's going to happen and, and move this year the rest and of also, this year and also i want to mention too we're going to be having um try to work on having a, a monthly prayer prayer breakfast for men um trying to gather together and keep that motivation of healing restoration and kind of have an open forum for men so we can come together and you know break bread and also show forth the love for the brothers you know what i'm saying to build each other amen. up amen yep yeah we need it we need it that's for sure yes sir and if you need a church home, come to Church on Fire, Church of Faith Ministries. We are located in Rock Hill, South Carolina, 29730. And we are at 742 North Anderson Road. We would love to have mm -hmm. you because our main thing we want to do is equip you, to train you, and motivate you in the Word of God so you can live a better life. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Absolutely. Jeffrey, you got anything else tonight? No. John, you have anything else tonight? No, sir, man. Just live free and be free and stay free. Amen. 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 Uh, hey, Jeffrey, you want to pray us out? Okay. Lord teacher, thank you for this mention for my sister. Lord teacher, help bring more yes. people to you so they can know you, Lord teacher. Help I to be Jesus. strong and fair. Help I to trust in you, Lord teacher. Lord teacher, bring you all to us so we can be hungry. So we'll be thirsty, Lord Jesus, for you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Lord Jesus. And teach Lord Jesus, if anybody is sick on here, Lord Jesus, remove the sickness from them. If it cancer, if the heart attack, it cancer, whatever the sickness is, Lord Jesus, we remove them right now, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. And you hold them up for it. Amen. 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 All right, y'all, we'll be back next week, 8 o'clock on Thursday night. Uh, remember, we love you. Jesus loves you. Y'all have a blessed week. Amen. If you need prayer or anything, you can reach out to any one of us through Facebook Messenger or wherever. Um, mm -hmm. Just let us know. Uh, we're here to yes, support sir. That, uh, We love you. So. Amen. Y'all have a blessed night again. We love you. Jesus loves you. Have Amen. a blessed week, y'all. God bless.
episodes of Pastor's Table podcast that will help you know and enjoy Christ. For more great content from Jeffrey, James, and John, download our app Pastor's Table app.